It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. My guest today, Amy Schumer, is a beautiful representation of being and feeling so many aspects of life. She's funny and also fearful. She lives boldly, yet with insecurities. And she's tackling some of life's most intense challenges while creating humor everywhere she goes. Usually when someone in the public eye gets pregnant, there's like a couple months where there's some rumors about them, you know? There's some like, oop, bump alert, right? Uh-oh. Uh, I was well into my second trimester. Not one f***ing rumor about me. Nothing. That's Amy doing what she loves, making people laugh for her 2019 Netflix special, Amy Schumer Growing. I spoke with Amy while she was preparing for the Oscars, which she just hosted for the very first time. I'm Amy Schumer, or as they know me in Hollywood, Melissa McCarthy said no. Amy burst onto the scene in 2015 with her movie Trainwreck and her life on the fast track ever since. And now on stage at the Oscars, mom to a little boy and with a new series out called Life and Beth, which draws from her own life experiences, I couldn't wait to find out what makes Amy laugh. I'm Hoda Kotb. Welcome to my podcast, Making Space. How do I? Am I muted? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I really wanted to have hair and makeup for this. I really did. Who cares? You're Look, right. Okay, have you seen the movie Coda? No, I haven't. I need it's, to. It's one of the Oscar nominated. I know, it's- I know. <laughs> and I speak sign language and I haven't you seen do? it. You do? Yes. I need to, and I'm, I hope to talk to those people that night. And I, so I, I need to see it. I was blubbering. Blubbering like a baby. Okay, that's let's why I haven't t- seen it because I'm. I like, know you're not in the mood. I don't want to cry. No, I know. My friend said that, but it's the good kind of tears. Even though, do those really exist? The, I know the happy tears where you're like. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I won't stop. That's why I don't want to start. I'd rather. I know, right? You feel like something's going to be broken in you. I know. I feel the same way. Okay. Well, Amy, I'm so 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 happy to be with you in this moment. I feel like. Every time I interview you, you're in a moment. But I feel like this moment you're in right now seems to be eclipsing the others. Is this this my moment? This might be. I mean, you've had so many. But I feel like this is a real moment where we're sitting right now. You've got a new show that's coming out. You're hosting the Oscars. You've got a whole bunch of, of just good things. You're a mom. Do you feel like you're sitting in kind of a, a magical moment in your life right now? Yes. To be honest, I do. Yeah. I feel like I had this magical moment when Trainwreck came out 
And I was like, oh my God, this is so magical. And then the internet really came for me. And then I was like, you know what? Why don't I just chill out and have a little, have some private magic? And then now I feel like I'm kind of stepping out, ready for a magic moment. I'm going for it. You know, it's scary, but I'm, I'm, I'm going for it. Well, you know, what's interesting. I was just, I was listening to an old interview you did with Howard Stern. And I watched you. It was when you were you were single. You'd just done the roast for Charlie Sheen. It was oh, one of those. It was a, it was a yeah. hundred years ago, it seemed. But I was thinking about how different you seem to me now as opposed to then. I felt like then you were trying to please. You were like, do you like me? Do you like me? You weren't saying yeah. it, but that was the vibe. Yeah. Like how are- I'm sure that was the truth, you know? That- yeah. Yeah. How different are you today, do you think? Well, I still want people to like me, but if they don't, I just, I don't take it personally. You know, I think, um, I think that's a big, big difference. And there's so much love for me out there that I really appreciate. And living in Manhattan, you know, I, I interact with people all day long who Mm -hmm. who have nice things to say. And, um, so, you know, even when there's a bunch of hate out there, you still got a lot of love. Do you block the hate? Do you ignore the hate? Do you roll your eyes at it? Like, what's your how, what's your defense mechanism? Well, I don't, like, seek it. Yeah. Like, I haven't read any—I haven't been on Twitter in probably eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't read comments or anything, yeah. but it, I swear it's my friends and family. They'll be like, God, can you believe what <laughs> they said about you? And I'm like, What? Like, no, don't tell me this, you know? And my mom makes me these elaborate scrapbooks oh, no. where any mention in any newspaper or magazine, it'll be like, Amy gained a lot of weight. I'm like, did you think I would want to commemorate this article, mom? So I'll usually see hate by accident, but I do read reviews and that kind yes. of stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just, I, I've learned not to take things personally. And I think there is a lot to be learned from criticism also. You do? But, you know, not from like truly internet trolls. I don't right. think there's any value to that. Uh, well, you you yeah. mentioned your mom and how she clips out. By the way, that's the sweetest thing I can even imagine. Even and though psychotic. She's-, <laughs> she's a sweet psychopath. Isn't that a lot of our moms? That's a lot of our moms. I feel like your mom and my mom were similar in in this way. When I was a kid, I had stop sign glasses, frizzy hair, and a crazy name. And my mom was like, no one's more beautiful than you. (laughs) I was like, why am I the only one who's not asked to the seventh grade dance again? You're amazing. Oh, it's they're intimidated. I'm like, by the... Coke bottle glasses? What? But I didn't know. Like, I actually didn't know. I actually thought throughout my life. You believed her. I believed her. You trusted her. Same here. Trusted my mom. Believed that I was a a model. Believed (laughs) that I was, like, the most incredible person to ever live. And then by the time the truth hit me, (laughs) around the same age, it was too late. You already late. had the mojo. You the already had it going. The confidence was there. Yeah, I was like, you guys are so wrong. Mom, tell them. <laughs> Mom, get over here. Tell them. Set them straight. I'm gorgeous. I have some <laughs> friends who are always, who are really big on, we always have to tell our kids the truth because the truth is the truth and the truth is the truth is the truth. So please yeah. tell them. The, and what's your philosophy? I mean, you're raising, obviously, uh, a child mm-hmm. who is two years old now. Will you do the same as your mom did? Uh in theory, no. 
In theory, yeah. I'm going to keep it a little more real with him. Yeah. In practice, that was amazing. <laughs> That's the best painting I've ever seen. I am repeating history to an insane degree. I can't. I can't. I can't just go. Nice. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Right. And to us, it actually is the most beautiful painting. We're not even pretending. We're not even lying. We're telling the truth. I think he's a, an all-star athlete, a champion dancer, and he's got the gift. He He's a painter, a sculptor. He's got it all. All of it. I'm like, look at this. Look, look at this kid. He's amazing. He's a miracle. When when you were when you were a kid in school, um, I picture you was the funny one. I'm sure you were. Were you the one who just cut up? I was. Okay. I was the class clown. Teacher's yeah. worst nightmare for sure. How how far did you go? Um, I wasn't like disruptive in a, a harmful way. I want to say, uh, I. I just would do stuff to make myself laugh. Yeah. You know, and then if I had like one person in the class that I would crack up, it was like, forget it. That's all I wanted. I I like uncomfortable moments. So I would raise my hand and be like, I have to go to the bathroom. I remember, I remember one time in my business law classes in high school. And he's like, no. And I'm like, I'm going to bleed all over this chair. <laughs> and then you're going to have to buy a new one, Mr. Bresky. You know, like just... And it was a lot of my teachers just like, oh, okay, go, go, go. You know, it's just. Wait, I want to live in that second. Wait, you like uncomfortable? Like, I hate uncomfortable. Whenever someone. I feel like I'm, I, I want to swim around in them. Wait, I love what? them. They make How? me feel alive. I don't know. The, you know, some people like a show like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. They're like, I can't watch. Yeah. It. Have you ever heard people say that? It makes me yes. uncomfortable. And I'm like, I love that stuff. You're, wait. So you came from a mom who sounds like she was just like, lovely, always mm-hmm. cheering you on. Yes. How did you get to be you like this? Like, where did that come from? I mean, she's a little ornery. Oh, and she, she is? She's funny. Um, my dad is also a, is a funny is he? psychopath as himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he likes to entertain himself. You know, he would do stuff mm-hmm. to make himself laugh. He would, he would hear my sister and I walking in the room and he would pretend like he was putting the dog in the microwave. Oh my you God. know? He'd be like, oh, sorry. And he would act like we caught him. We'd be like, dad, you can't do that. And, you know, we weren't going to laugh. It was just to entertain himself. So I definitely got a lot of that. Oh, my God. Okay, that's really Yeah, no, it's really dark. Really dark. No, exactly. This is the kind of humor that that I was raised with. Um, So you're funny. Everybody knows it. And you just decide that you're going to go try stand up. Is that kind of how it came to be? Well, I was a theater major in college. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I was, I was always a performer. I did plays mm-hmm. as a kid and I just always knew I wanted to perform. I didn't know exactly what that meant. And then I tried improv yeah. after college and uh, and I went and watched one of the women in my improv troupe do stand-up. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, I want to do this. Oh. This looks a lot better to me. And I tried it and just, you know, stopped improv and just, just kept at it. Did you love it from the first time? You liked it on the first time? I did. I loved it. Of course it. you did. I know. And this is like everybody's, mostly every stand-up has the same story. Yeah. Maybe you've heard this. It's um, the first time you get up, you kind of kill. I don't, I think it's that energy, like that first mm-hmm. time energy, you're just excited. And then the second time, you bomb. It's just how it goes. Like some people think I might be good at it. It's like, yeah. that's like saying, I might be good at the saxophone. Like, <laughs> 
You no, no one's good at stand up or good at the saxophone right away. You have right. to learn. You have to work. You have to be bad at it for a long time. So, what did you do when you're on stage and you know you're bombing? I mean, that's got to be. You just keep going and push your way through it. Well. Well, now I like it, you know, like, because it's so uncomfortable. Like, and if I have friends there, like other comedians, there's nothing funnier than one of your friends bombing. Like, it just is <laughs> so joyful. Is because, funny? you know, it's so, it's so brutal. But, you know, you're just laughing at each other. Just like, I don't know. There's just something. You're so powerless in that moment. Uh-huh. The audience is right. Usually, like oh. 99% of the time, the audience is right. It's not, okay. you can have kind of a stiff crowd, whatever, but. At a certain point, it's the comedian. It's up to the comedian. And the mark of a great comedian is somebody who's practiced and you can feel comfortable with. Because mm-hmm. even if I bomb for a couple jokes, like you're still in good hands. You're going to mm-hmm. come back around. It's going to go well. And I've prepared to do a good job, you know. And that's why it's also funny. Because, you you know, it, it doesn't mean, oh, my gosh, my friend isn't funny anymore. It's oh. just like they're they're, go- having, they're a- having this moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you laugh like when things on yes. things just aren't going smoothly. You know, it's like it's it's like the stuff you fear. It all yeah. comes true, right? All of these things happen. Yes, it's like boxing. You you get yes. hit so many times that you're like, now what? I can't imagine what could possibly happen. Yeah, right. I I lived through all of these things, so mm-hmm. bring it at me. You know. You know what's so funny? I'm just having this weird memory where it was my first time anchoring in Greenville, Mississippi, this map dot WXVT. And the main anchor was out sick. And they were mm-hmm. like, you, who's got a blazer? I was like, I have a blazer. <laughs> You're anchoring and sick. I was like, oh my God. And I still remember, Amy, I was I was like, please God, get it right. Her name was Ann Martin. She was like the queen of the city. Yeah. I was like, get it right, get it right, get it right. You got it. You could do it. I was like pumping myself up. And it, I was by myself anchoring. Yeah. And the word said, good evening, I'm Hoda Kotby. Ann Martin is out sick. And I was like, I got it. I go, the red light came on and I go, good evening. I'm Ann Martin. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then the whole show went right down the dumper. Oh, yeah, I, it's like, yeah. and I still remember I went to the grocery store afterwards <laughs> to eat my feelings. And this lady <laughs> came up to me and she was like, Oh my God, I just seen you on TV. I felt so sorry for you. I was like, oh my God, this is like my worst nightmare. But then I got another crack at it. And I was thinking that that was what hell must be. That moment, living in that moment. But you're right, once you get out of it, it makes you stronger. Makes you stronger. It yeah, makes you, you feel, stronger. You feel better. Yeah. When when was your mom the proudest of you? I think she's really, really proud of this TV show I have coming out on Hulu, Life and Beth. Uh, like we watched the whole thing, and she's she's just really proud of me and knows I directed a lot of it. Um, and 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 the Oscars, like she's so excited for me and 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 so proud. But I mean, she's been proud of me since I was doing, you know, since there were seven people in the audience and I'm performing in a basement where I had to bark them all in. You know, you want to see live comedy, like. She's eternally proud of me. Wow. Um, but I think the Oscars are, are going to be like a, a big moment. She's she's coming and she's... Oh, she is coming? Yeah. And she's really excited about that. Okay. So the Oscars will... I think we're airing. This is this beautiful podcast will be airing the oh, day after. Great. So you did really oh, well. I'm super, I might be canceled. You were amazing. <laughs> hopefully, maybe this... Are you... This uh, This episode of this podcast is going to hopefully win, win me points back after I've ruined myself. 
Coming up, Amy shares how she's been preparing for the Oscars and who's been offering her some advice. He's the guy who's reminding me. He's like, you're Amy Schumer with an (laughs) F word in the middle, you know. (laughs) More in just a moment. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. First of all, doing the Oscars, is that something you dreamt of? Was it a bucket list thing? Or is it just like a, oh, gee whiz. Wow, I'm getting to do this. It's it's definitely like on the chart of like accomplishments for a comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's huge. Uh, I had been offered to host oh. um, before, uh, you know, a bunch of different award shows. And just it seemed thankless and really risky. And yeah. something, I think just coming out of the pandemic... Um, I, I feel like, you know, like F it, <laughs> I want to do it. I feel like performing. I I want to do this. And yeah, like all these ideas of like your career or whatever. I just, I want to do stuff that's fun. And I love Wanda and, and Regina. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited. Like I love the process of working on a set and I always help my friends who are getting ready for shows and now they're helping me. It's just, yeah, it's just fun. I love the preparation. Okay, now to get ready for something like this. Yeah. Um, Chris Rock has done it. And he's yes. a pal of yours, right? Yes. What what I advice, love him with all my heart. Yeah. What advice did he give you? <sighs> what did he say? He's given me a lot of advice mm-hmm. about it. I sent him my my set, you know, yeah. like my proposed jokes. And he was like, You already have like more jokes than I had or whatever. Oh, wow. And he he really has encouraged me so much and really? has he's the guy who's reminding me. He's like, you're Amy Schumer with an <laughs> F word in the middle. You know, like a, when I start to, you know, yeah. the being a woman in this business, it, it's you got to start over every day mm-hmm. and try and earn the respect that you, you thought you had earned some goodwill. But no, every day. And about hosting the Oscars, he I think he's just really psyched for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it's an exciting room. And Jimmy Kimmel said, it's such an exciting room. It's a big show. And I want to mentally prepare for that energy because I've never even gone. You know, I've never been. Of course, I've never gone. <laughs> Not This is going to shock everyone. I've never been at the Oscars. But, um, you performed at the Garden. Yeah. Sell out at the Garden. I mean, that's twice. Not, that's, not that it's a big deal, but twice. But that's crazy huge. What about Thanks. does the size of the audience affect like what you does it change what you do or how you do it? It is intimidating to be performing yeah. in an arena. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, 
you got to be a little a little bigger, not too much bigger because you're on a big screen. You know, most right. of the people are just going to watch you on the screen. But I've done other award shows and uh, it's I, I just think I have no idea what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. But I am going to keep my expectations high um, <laughs> <laughs> for because I think the audience, I, I for some reason, feel like they're going to be ready to laugh. Yes. Like, I really want to do yeah. a good job and make people laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. And you said your mom's coming. That is so— My mom. And all my friends from high school. Wait, what? My four best friends are going to be there. They're all nurses and teachers. And I really want my one friend, Jess, who's a teacher, to be on the red carpet. Uh, interviewing people because she has no chill, you know, <laughs> she, a very Long Island accent. She'll be like, oh, my God, Leo. Oh, my God. Stop. You know, <laughs> um, by the way, there, I just read a quote recently that said you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time with. So choose wisely. It sounds like oh gosh. it sounds like your circle is going. <laughs> <laughs> this is alarming. I need to do some I need to do some major rearranging here. Okay, so I'm my husband, my son. Yes, and you're only three of your of your four best friends. My friends. Okay, you know that's not bad. (laughs) I feel like a toddler and a man, (laughs) except I have low testosterone. I just found out. You do? Yes. Can you believe it? No. I have low T. I'm gonna get that T. I'm gonna figure out how to get that T. Wait, I just saw. Speaking of just just I don't know body health, all that stuff. I just saw on Instagram a while ago that. You did lipo. You're like, I'm doing it here. I did it. And? I did it. How I'm do really we feel? I'm really happy with it. Yeah? I'm really happy with it. Yeah. Dr. Jordan Turner, shout <laughs> out. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, I think I was just like in a weird moment after having a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I have the time right now. I'm just gonna. And I tried other things. Like, I tried cool sculpting. Yeah. And I, I didn't personally have any results from results, that. Right. And I've tried everything else and, you know, having a C-section and yeah. and the kind of endometriosis I have, mm-hmm. like things around the midsection. Yeah. I'm, I'm, un- I've been uncomfortable, like physically uncomfortable. Yes. So I was like, you know, I tried these other things. If I'm willing to do that, I was willing to like basically give myself frostbite or whatever cool skull <laughs> does. Why don't I just do this thing? Do it. That works. And I did it and it worked, (laughs) you know, and I feel a lot better about myself. So I wanted to share with people just because I I can't lie about myself. I just can't do it. I can't be like, yeah, crunches. And I've just been eating smoked (laughs) salmon, you know? So I had to be real. And, and then I was feeling bad because it's like such a privileged thing. And I'm like, well, you know, people with money, they also drive nice cars. Yeah. So my nice car is that (laughs) I had you know, a, a liter of fat sucked out of my belly. Now, why are you uh, thinking or concerned about that piece of it? Like that it seems, you know, I don't know, elitist or whatever. I don't know. I just, I just yeah. try to keep it in perspective. You know, yeah. I try to, I try to keep everything in perspective. Yeah. And so, yeah, I try to think about what is attainable and what, what yeah. is unfair. And, and to me, it's like, it is kind of, it is kind of unfair and i just wanted to yeah. be honest about it rather than someone go gosh she 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 looks like she lost some weight by the way i look like basically exactly the same <laughs> but i just didn't want, i really could have never told anyone and nobody would have there would have been not one headline that said like schumer lost weight you know it's but i just wanted to i just wanted to keep it real 
I think doing something that makes you feel better, you know, like yeah. I, I, yeah, I totally, totally get that. You yeah. use your voice for a lot of things, which I love. You make us laugh. But I was so um, just like blown away by how much you kind of raised your hand and said, I'm here to help for the women who were affected in the Me Too movement, how you posted about that. You said, sign up with me. I will help you. I've got a place for you. I want to hear your voice. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who are in the spotlight choose to remain kind of like in a lane. It's you know, safe. people always say, just go do your acting, make yeah, us stay laugh. Stay in your lane, yeah. Stay in your Shut lane. Shut up and play your ball or whatever and dribble or whatever. Yeah, that's what people say. Yeah, yeah, but you but you don't. Was how, What went into that decision to say, you know what, There's a, they need me? Well, it was less like I am the one they need and more yeah. if I if I get inspired or I have an impulse that, that I think I could possibly help, mm-hmm. I just follow that and, and I feel moved to. And, you know, if you have the opportunity to help, mm-hmm. don't you want to? I just, yeah. so I just, you know, try. And it's, it's you know, it's like any sort of, any sort of allyship or, mm-hmm. um, or anything like that. It's, it's imperfect. And it's a constant negotiation. So when I try to help and I go about it, it, it may not be the right way or the exact right way. And and we really do demand the exact right way of people mm-hmm. in the public eye. Yeah. But I just kind of refuse to let that hold me back. Well, because you feel like the comic world is still like a lot of places are really boys clubs. I mean, we've all worked in them or continue to work in them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes the people who are the saber rattlers who make the most noise are like, oh, there's that one. Did you, you know, you have a lot of great friends in the comedy world, Chris Rock, mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld, the rest. Yeah. But were you concerned about how you would be received among some of the other uh, guys in comedy? Or did you care? Yeah, I do care. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite people are comics and I love comedians and I would do anything for that community. but. I think I just kind of made a choice about how mm-hmm. I was going to live and what's more important. Mm. And I also feel like I had been trying to do a good job and be thriving in the boys club long enough and wanted to really stand up and say how I felt. And And I do feel wronged, you know, mm-hmm. for the the culture that a lot of us were raised with. And we were just kind of made to feel like, just be quiet and try and yeah. look pretty and the boys will let you know when they want to talk to you. Yeah. And I just really reject that, always have. And and now I just feel like I'm cho- I, I've chosen the way I'm going to live my life and I'm not going to just like kind of sit idly by um, or keep my mouth shut if I feel like I might be able to help in some way. Up next, Amy Schumer on what motherhood gave her that Hollywood could not. Stay with us. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. 
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You are a mom of a beautiful little boy. Mm. What did motherhood give you that Hollywood and your career and friends and whatever could never give you? A looser vagina. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Acid reflux. Uh, (laughs) um, No, I, uh, I mean, I am so in love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, it's just absolutely everything. And something that he, that it has given me is more empathy Mm. for people and myself. Mm. Uh, but it's just, it's, you know, it's just funny that the love, that love, it's just, it's the love of all loves. It's mm-hmm. like makes all other loves seem funny to you. Hmm. <laughs> what would, I thought that was love. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so true? I don't even know if I even like you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, that's it. I get it. Yeah, I, I've got. um. You got that. I just have a. I got a little girl who just turned three and another little girl who just turned five. And Amy, the idea of of that feeling. My daughter, we were just on a shoot a while ago and she was coming to see me and she was running, physically running with her arms outstretched. Like that's almost an impossibility to run like that. She ran this whole length with her arms outstretched. And I kept thinking like, those that that love when someone is running to you down this long sidewalk with cry. arms open. I know. It just is so beautifully like moving to me. It's so beautiful. It's also so brutal. There's yeah. something really heavy about it. What? Tell me. And just that vulnerability and that rawness and and having something in the world that you love that much, especially yeah. someone like me who's sort of just had some had, you know, we all have trauma when we're younger, but um just stuff that definitely hardened me and made me want to protect myself. You cannot protect yourself from your kids. No. It's like the ultimate vulnerability. And it it hurts. You love them so much, it hurts. It makes me kind of sick. Everyone says it's like your heart being outside your body, and that is yeah. what it's like. Yeah. It's brutal. And it, it's it's so strange to be that vulnerable. Like, I feel like I cry on everything now. I was actually watching- That's why I didn't watch Coda. Yeah, don't, yeah, it's going to kill you. <laughs> I will watch it. I will. You know, I was watching, we did a news story and this was so weird. It happened and I, I watched it. It was the most heartbreaking story. And in the commercial, Amy, I couldn't stop. I was crying in the commercial. Oh, I remember this. I, I was crying this. going outside. I was yep. like, but but that's that feeling of like being totally- cracked yeah. wide open. Does, yeah. does, it does, was nice, actually. I remember that and being like... Oh, my God. No, like, okay, yes. And also, like, there's a human being. That is a human being who yeah. is, like, an actual human being. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, really, I just remember thinking that for whatever that's worth. Does does it affect how you do your job now, now that you have a son? Does it affect choices you make and, you know, 
yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. I, right now when I perform, I try to perform really early. Like I'll do shows <laughs> at the Comedy Cellar. Uh-huh. I'm not even kidding. What time? 4 p.m. No. I want to be home to put him to sleep. Oh. If I can be home. And and you know what? I hold him. You do. I, I, I hold him until he's asleep. Oh. Oh. And I know that I'm going to get a lot of, you know, um, corrective messages about how that's not good for him. But you know what? It is good for me. And I'm not going to, he's not going to let me hold him forever. So it is like the sacred time before he goes mm. to bed. We give him a bath, we read books, and then I sit in his room in a chair and I hold him. Okay, I want to cry. And I sing him Johnny Cash songs. I don't what know do why, sing? but that's what he wants. Most, mostly Folsom. Yeah. Folsom Prison. <laughs> he loves, he tells it the train song. The train I know. Song. I'm like, I shot a man in Reno. <laughs> I'm like, is this good bedtime material? Um, so I perform like, you know, early if possible. I feel like you have, like, you have a great husband. Who, I do have a great husband. Don't you have a great husband? It's so funny. Everybody, like, everyone, my friends really yeah. make sure I know. Like, yeah. you know he's amazing, right? And there's no one else <laughs> out there like him, right? Okay. I'm like, I get it. If I'm not with Why did you Chris, I'm going to die alone. <laughs> Why did oh, you pick God. him? It was, I mean, I picked him because, first of all, I was so attracted to him. And second of all, he knows how to do things. Like what? You know? Everything. He knows how to do everything. Like if, you know, if something fell through the ceiling in this room, yeah. I would just be like, well, now there's a hole in the ceiling forever, you know, and Chris <laughs> would know how to like fix it. And he's a chef and he's a farmer. And, you know, especially during a pandemic where it seemed mm-hmm. like end end of days, that, that's who you want to be in a foxhole with. I just was like, I want to do life with this guy. You knew it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Can we, can we talk about Life and Beth? Um, yeah. This is your new series. Yes. You said you and your mom watched it together. Mm-hmm. How much of this is about you and your mom? I know it came from your soul and your heart, but yeah. Yeah. A lot me. of it is straight up from my real life. And oh, the it things, is? Yeah. And the things about, about me are pretty true. The things about other people, like my mom is exaggerated, but some of it is like straight up from my life. Were you kind of nervous to show your mom the series? Yeah. I had sent her all the scripts, you know, she'd okay. write, cause I don't ever want to put anything in yeah. that some, that might make somebody, you know, I've learned over the years. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so You've had a couple my, of bombs that way. <laughs> yeah. So, but she's just been very cool. And she's like, look, I'm 73 and I've forgiven myself for these things. And, and I have certainly forgiven her and she's a great grandma. We have a beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. Does forgiveness come you said you forgave your mom. What did you have to forgive her for, if you don't mind me asking? Well, she and my dad divorced when I was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And they both started dating. And so I think some of her behavior around that time was pretty destructive to my sister and I. And I, now being a mom and Like, I can only imagine what it was like for her. Mm -hmm. She was, you know, single mother, three kids. Mm. We had no money. She's a speech and hearing therapist for the deaf. She's working second and third jobs. Like, she's just trying Mm. to keep it moving. And I really can't judge her decisions because I don't know what it's like to go Mm -hmm. through that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I found a, a a real level of forgiveness and empathy with her. Um, yeah, and it it feels a lot better than the sort of anger that I had yeah. left over from my teen years. Does forgiveness come in a moment? Do you forgive her every day? Is it <laughs> That's like a great does question. it? Yeah, yeah. Um. I think it took me 10 years. Yeah. I think it hit me when I was 30. Yeah. How destructive she was. And it took me 10 years to really, really let let that all go. I can still get annoyed with her. Mm-hmm. And I do. I mean, she's my mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> like, uh-huh. um, but yeah, but I would say it took me 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you're there. I'm there. Yeah, you're there. I'm really there. Are there parts of her in life and Beth that made her uncomfortable about how she was portrayed or? Uh, When we were watching it a couple of times, she turned to me and said, F you. Uh, Just with how specific, (laughs) like there's one line in the pilot where she's like, I I have my own stevia um, after she orders a coffee and she's like, you know, F you. Uh, And (laughs) I have my own stevia. (laughs) Stevia, you know, just someone who takes pride in their own. They, that they bring their own preferred sugar, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it was in good, um, good fun, in good fun, and uh, and you know, and lovingly just mm-hmm. making fun of these things. And I think a lot of people will recognize in their own parents, like just you know, that somebody mentions that their parents are from Mali, and that yeah. prompts her <laughs> to say that she went to Peru, you know, just like like nowhere near each other. Just right. why would you? <laughs> say that and and one thing is um you know she's she's very into uh charming strangers mm. and can some and can sometimes choose that over the experience of her own yeah for the people close to her and that's interesting yeah and so you know who know I'm 40 who knows what <laughs> I, I it's like don't don't we all become them it's like yeah I think we do this is gonna be me so <laughs> I think we do I'm gonna be at some IHOP charming the waiter and <laughs> while your kids and forgetting are forgetting my out. yeah jeans choking I'm just like is this the you know is this a good order you know <laughs> um, you know, some people in Hollywood have a fantasy, and you know, at some point in their careers. And that's like, say goodbye to the career. We'll go live on a farm. Maybe we'll travel the world. Do you see post, you know, this awesome career, mm-hmm. what do you see? Like, do you have a vision for for what life would be like in another lane? Or do you see yourself in this lane going all the way? My fantasy mm-hmm. would be having sex with Christian Bale. <laughs> but I but then I hear you talk about this traveling and I'm thinking maybe I've had the wrong fantasy this whole time. Um and I'm married, you know, so that's not <laughs> right. Good. There's that. I so I actually you know what? If I found a way to make myself a couple hundred million dollars, you will never see me again. I Ever? truly you will you, you'll hear my voice. I'll call and I'll say, hey, or, you know, come by. But <laughs> I will be going for long walks and yes. just, I, I mean, it's, you just want to be a part of your kids' lives, right? Yes. I just, I want to be at all his games. Yes. I want to pick him up from school. Chris yes. can drop him off because I'm tired. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chris is a farmer. We would love to live on mm. some beautiful farm. I mean, yes, we I, we would love that life. 
And just lastly, Amy, we call this podcast Making Space because I feel like... And I love it. I just want to say people are, you probably, people are loving it. I love it. So thank you for having me on. I just want to really thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. This is, I feel like sometimes my life gets so crowded. I know everyone's does that you don't have room for anything. Yeah. What are you making space for? Like, what do you feel like you need to make room, more room for in your life? Uh, I do a pretty good job of self-care. You do? I just mm. am so, I just believe that. You know, it's like all this advice you give your friends. I mm-hmm. try to give it to myself. Okay. And especially somebody who's had chronic pain and all this stuff. I really mm-hmm. have to be on top of my wellness. <laughs> and I get to be with my son a whole lot. I think it's just going to be going forward, that balance. So the thing that I aspire to... I just hope I get to see more friends. I, mm-hmm. I think we've all been missing our friends these past mm-hmm. years and there's never enough time. Like every time we get together, even if every year I go away with my Long Island friends for a week, mm-hmm. it's, it's just never enough time. It's so, you know, but having a sick parent, my, my dad is MS and he has for a long time. It really makes you like think you don't know what's going to happen. So you better rock out right now, which You're is a big so part right. of life in Beth. Like no complacency, yeah. Let's have the most fun we can. Let's make the most memories we can. Let's go. And anybody go. in your life who it doesn't isn't serving serving your life, you know, you're probably not helping them either by being close to them. So, yeah. Can I ask how your dad is doing? Yeah, he's great. He's he like fine. He's so happy. He's very excited about me hosting the Oscars. So he'll be watching from home. He'll see you. Yes. And he'll oh. forget that he watched it, but he'll, I'll remind him. I'll remind him, you oh, know? Oh, man. Yeah. Your sense of humor, man. That's what's going to carry you all the way. That's, that's it. That's it. That is it. Until it strikes and you can't stop crying, which happens to all of us. <laughs> exactly. What if, right. it happen- what if it happens to me on the Oscars, Hoda? It, it will not. You're what if they be- show a clip from Hoda? <laughs> I mean, a clip from Coda, and I can't stop crying, and I need to bring up the next presenter. Oh my gosh. You got to watch the whole, watch it first, get it out of your system. Yeah. All right, Amy, I adore you. Thank you so much for taking the time. You are such a lovely person. I love you. I love you. All right, thank you. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Do I hit anything? What do we do? I don't know. I was just asking. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening and going on this journey with me. If you like what you've heard, and I sure hope you do, please give Making Space a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to tell your friends and follow on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. Making Space with Hoda Kotb is produced by Allison Berger and Ursula Summer, along with associate producer Rachel Young and audio engineer Bob Mallory. Original music by John Estes. Bryson Barnes is our technical director. Minna Kathuria is our executive producer. Soraya Gage is our general manager. And Madeline Herringer is our head of editorial. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.